0: Hello, listeners. Thank you for coming to the first ever Dedication to Improvement podcast. I am your host, Gary Augustine Warren, and my first guest ever is owner and personal trainer of Fit Training, located in Las Vegas, Nevada, Mr. Byron Ross. Byron, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited about this. Very excited.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much and thank you for being a part of this. A, because it's my first show ever. And secondly, uh it's a topic that's near and dear to me. Of course I seem to have a lot of them if anybody's seen me uh um talk on online before. But uh this is personal because uh, you know, I used to be a big boy and um I've shrank, you know, and I go up and down because I, I like my carbs. And yeah. that is pretty much <laughs> that is pretty much the the uh the crux of this particular show is, is is on nutrition because still with all the information that we have out there there are people that are completely confused and before we really get deep into the subject I wanted to know if you can if you can for me I, I know it but if you can for me and for our listeners let me know a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry and and then we'll get into the world of macros. so if you can, can you give me a little okay. background of what, what got you into this industry
1: all right well um, I'm a graduate of San Jose State kinesiology department where my emphasis and focus was physical therapy and chiropractor and in doing my internship of 250 hours to be able to go off to the next level and maybe go to graduate school to become a physical therapist, I was blessed enough to be able to work in a physical therapy clinic where they allow me to kind of have my way with clients and push them and motivate them, um, more like on a personal trainer level. And I really love that. So then that's when I made the switch over to um, becoming a personal trainer. Um, I got certified after I graduated college through um, – the NAFM, and I started working at 24 Hour Fitness, and I fell in love with being a personal trainer, and um, in turn, I didn't go back to school for physical therapy, but I really loved the fact that I could push people, help people with their nutrition, and was like, wow, this is a way I can really motivate, help inspire people to, number one, help with their self-esteem, um, get their bodies back, um, help out athletes, and um, just really focus on being overall healthy and fit, because, my background, I didn't come from the healthiest genetics of family. So it just really took off, and I fell in love with it.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that that definitely gives me some, some background there. And so I would say with your – well, let me ask this next question. How how long have you been doing this now? I've been
1: personal training for 15 years now. This is exactly my 15th year of doing this, and um, I've loved every minute of it. You know, went from being a 24-hour fitness to being blessed enough to be my business partner and buy-in and own my own gym, which is what I wanted once I became a personal trainer. Wasn't sure I was Mm -hmm. going to make that happen, but (laughs) met the right people, was able to buy-in, and um, was able to get my own place where I can call my own shots and and be my own boss and and be able to train people and educate them, motivate them, and inspire them to reach
0: whatever is their goals that they have that they want to accomplish. And going with that, when you educate and inspire, what do you find is the um, the biggest problem or obstacle holding someone back from succeeding with the, either their fitness or nutrition goal, or is it is it both? Um, or it, it's actually
1: both. You know, obviously nutrition is what most people struggle with. Um, I'll be honest, when I first started, I had no idea that it was that much of a struggle for most people with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um the biggest thing i find with most people not getting results most people really don't try most people don't buy into what it is they really want to accomplish it's um it's almost like they kind of want it but they really don't and it's it's more mental than anything and you have to get it in your head that i'm going to change my life and my lifestyle and create better habits and a lot of times i feel that people look for an outside source to be able to do that for them but you have to want it more than i want it for you and it's it's the consistency part, and nutrition is big, but it's working out as well. But nu- nutrition is the biggest elephant in the room with most clients, and the reason why most people who go to the gym do not get results because they just don't believe it's that important. So I mean, oh. it's it's the consistency, it's the. The mental aspect of it, mental is number one, I guarantee you, with most people. Mm -hmm. You wrap your head around what it is you want to accomplish, and that's what most people struggle with. But then nutrition by far
0: holds most people back by far. Okay, so let's say you just have a John or Jane Doe. They come in there. They're very fired up. It's this part of the year. We're still in January, so uh, we still have people that, you know, they're going to get their, you know, their – teen or 20-something body back, Uh, they're going to have that hard body back, but they still want to eat whatever, maybe when their metabolism is faster, okay, and so, but they still had a mentality, as long as I work out, it doesn't matter how much or what I eat, as long as I work out, I'm going to, I'm going to get that, those six-pack abs or whatever it is I'm after.
1: Well, and that's exactly what they really and truly believe, and we have a Mm -hmm. saying, and I'm pretty sure many trainers say, you cannot train poor nutrition. It just, it, it 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 can't be done. And you'll see many people do it, or, you know, especially with the world of social media now, you hear of so many fad diets, try this, try that. And people believe that, well, if I work out hard enough, I'll burn enough calories to be able to get the body that I want. That's highly unlikely for a large percentage of us. There are very few people who walk that spectrum that will stay lean and fit their whole lives and get away with not putting the proper nutrients in on a consistent basis. So if you see someone out there who has a nice physique or body that you respect and you look up to, you can guarantee they spend a lot of time focusing on their nutrition, not just working out. I guarantee you. Just okay. The, it just, so it's hand in it's hand. It's, it's one in the and other. The physiology. They go, yeah, they go hand in hand. And that's the hardest thing to get people to understand. They really just don't okay. respect how nutrition
0: is. Okay. And, you know, people do get inundated on the internet and what they see on television. Uh, it's all one and the same, it seems, right now. And, and you almost don't know which way to go. And I remember when I was exactly. bigger, um, I, I, I was kind of that way as well. I'm like, well, maybe I need to try this or maybe I need to try that. And then there you get almost information overload. It's like, I don't know which one to do. Uh, exactly. So, my question is, is when you, let's say, uh, I'll take myself back 10 years ago, and I had a little bit of a background at that time, but again, if somebody were to hear the word macro for the first time, what would, let's just say I am your new client, I know nothing about nutrition, and I'm going to ask you the question, what are macros? I hear about this all the time, but what are they?
1: Okay, macronutrients are, macros are short for macronutrients. These are the three basic macronutrients that our bodies need in the largest amount so these are carbohydrates which are four calories per gram protein which is four calories per gram and fat which is nine calories per gram every nutrition plan or meal plan doesn't matter the way that you eat you is based off of macronutrients carbs proteins and fats and within macronutrients you also get your micronutrients which is your vitamins and your minerals which are just need to be consumed in smaller amounts yet are very important just as well So um. I always try to explain to people, it doesn't matter how you like to eat, if you're vegan, vegetarian, if you're a flexible or if you're paleo. I mean, your body needs carbohydrates, your body needs protein, your body needs fat. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Carbohydrates are not the enemy, nor are fats the enemy. They're fuel sources, particularly carbohydrates, and your body needs them, as well as fat, which is important. The healthier type, obviously, is fuel and for hormones and for brain function. So all these play a vital role in shaping a healthier person and making sure you stay healthy and fit.
0: Okay, okay. So um, when you hear – I'm sure you get this a lot when people come and approach you. like, well, I heard that I'm supposed to – and I heard you just say this a while ago. Um, how would you counter – or how would you speak with a potential client that comes to you and says – um, I want to do paleo, or I was told that the fastest way to get fat off, because that's what we want, we want the fat off, um, how fast can I get it off if I just drop carbohydrates altogether? Why, is that a bad thing? And if so, why or why not? Well, obviously, yeah, that's that's very, very common.
1: I always ask people, is the nutrition plan you plan on following, is it something you can do for the rest of your life? Can you make that a lifestyle? And if the question is no, then that's probably not something you, you should be looking forward to following. What I try to teach people, it's all about balance, and it's all about creating a lifestyle. So if you have to cut your carbs to lose weight, chances are you can't maintain that for the rest of your life. So the minute you go back to eating regular or add carbohydrates back into your nutrition, which most people do, they struggle, and then you're going to gain more weight because now your body is it's basically starving itself of a nutrient, so it's going to hold on to those things. So when I hear people say, I'm going to cut my carbs really low, yes, you may lose fat from that if your activity level is up high enough and you make enough of a deficit. But the minute you go back to consuming what you were consuming before, I guarantee you you're probably going to gain weight. The weight you lost and some, because that's typically what happens with most people. The yo-yo dieters. you lose 10 pounds, okay, but then when you gain back 12 or 13, and every time you diet down, you turn around and gain back up. So I don't suggest that at all. Because typically, if it if you can't make it a lifestyle, then chances are your results aren't going to last.
0: That's right. Now, to to now speaking of which, would the same thing as deprivation, you know, it doesn't matter what you're eating. Let's say somebody – like, you know, there's, there's certain television shows, I'm not going to give any names, uh, that, you know, have you on a 500-calorie-a-day diet. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you can lose weight, but would it be the same exactly. thing? Okay, <laughs>
1: It's exactly the same thing. I mean, obviously, to lose weight, you have to create a deficit. and There's just no way around it. To lose weight, to drop body fat, if you're competing for shows, whatever your goal is, if if, if there's going to be some weight loss or body fat, there has to be a deficit. The problem is you can't stay at a deficit for too long because then what your body will do is you'll think you'll, – you're teaching your body that it's starving. So we'll hold on to that. But then the minute you go back to eating regular – Now you're going to be in an overconsumption mode, so then your body will take and hold on to those things, which could set you up for failure, which is why tons of people typically gain weight really, really fast after they die down because they go back to eating how they were before, and that's not creating an an actual lifestyle. So always try to teach people, try to create something or follow a plan that's going to set you up for a lifestyle, not just for a fad or a short period of time. Remember, fads come and go. You want to create something that's going to be standing, that could be a lifestyle, that's a habit that you can look forward to, and you can see yourself doing a year to five to ten years from now. If you're still maintaining that lifestyle, it's probably going to set you up for success in terms of nutrition and working out.
0: Okay. Now, going with that, um, can you tell me if you've ever had a client that's experienced a lot of this? You know, they're the um, perennial yo-yo dieter. They've tried everything known to man. And at the end of the day, although they may have lost a few pounds or significant amount of weight here and there, they get back to where they were before. Um, Have you finally had somebody come to you and say, I'm throwing in the towel. What do you have for me? Can you help me out?
1: Yes, I have. I mean, it's it's happened quite a bit. Even when you train clients and they can be loyal to the process, but sometimes they 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 get pulled and dragged from different directions. You know, I've had clients where they're tracking on nutrition. I'm following their nutrition on my fitness pile and I see that they're cutting their carbs lower than I asked them to. So then when we go to do measurements and stuff again, I look and say, so the reason why you haven't changed is because you cut your carbs. When are you going to tell me? And then they (laughs) knew that the process they were doing was wrong, yet they still did it. And then they buy in. So what I try to do is I try to teach people and educate them and show them how to track their nutrition. So you can actually see what you're consuming, not just what your trainer or whoever you believe in or you follow is telling you is right for you. Most people have no idea what what's in foods or the foods that they eat, whether it's at home or when they're out. Until you start tracking and you visually see it, then it really and truly starts to make sense to them. And so once you get them to buy into the process that if you track your nutrition, now you see what's going into your body on a daily basis. Now you can see whether or not you're getting results or why you're not getting results. Or even if you don't track your nutrition, you have no idea what's going on. So it's very common for clients to kind of try to, I wouldn't say buck the system, but, you know, we're pulled in touch. You watch TV, you hear so many different things. Their friends are telling them things. Their families are telling them things. And next thing you know, they want to try this. Instead of sticking to the plan and buying in to the process and realize it's, it's been said many times before, this is a marathon, not a sprint. It really and truly is your health and fitness goals. And you may not lose as fast as you want, but you have to trust the process. And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the weight will come off and the goal will be reached. It just takes time. You don't gain the weight overnight, always say you're not going to lose it overnight. Mm-hmm. It's truly a
0: process. Well, with that, when you're, when you how does one track? And if they're tracking, do they eat the same food all the time?
1: Okay, there's there's quite a good thing about technology today is we have smartphones, number one, or you can do it on your computer, and there's tons of apps out there. My favorite one is MyFitnessPal. It's the one that I use with ton of my clients. Um, if you spend any time on your phone, you can easily learn to track your nutrition. What I try to do is teach my clients how to have some flexibility with their nutrition. Obviously, I write them up a meal plan, like a base plan to follow, But with my soulage, whether it's online or coming to see me on a regular basis, if you train with me, we talk about what's a replacement for, you know, a cup of rice. What would be something that would add up to that and teach them how to have variety in the nutrition? Because most people, the reason why they struggle with nutrition is because they get bored. It gets bland. It gets old. But if I can teach them and educate them about what they're putting in their bodies, then they can make choices on their own and switch things up as well to be able to make proper choices and make their own nutritionists make their nutrition fun. Nutrition is notoriously known for being boring and bland in the past. Well, thank God, once (laughs) again, for technology and science. We've come a long way. Even myself, the way that I eat now, Gary, I'll be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. When I first found out about flexible dieting and it fits your macros and tracking your macros, I was like, there's no way this is possible. But being, I try to be as open-minded as I can along my fitness journey and educating people. You know what? I tried it for myself, and the proof was in the pudding. And people say, well, you sit around and eat junk. No, I don't. Most of my meals are pretty nutritious. It's just I've shown myself or taught myself how I can have certain things in moderation, make them fit my macronutrients instead of binging on them, and not just the physical aspect. But even when I go, I get a physical every single year. Sometimes twice a year I do my blood work, and I'm, my blood pressure is low. My um, blood sugar levels are low, high cholesterol, low, my cholesterol is low. All these things run rampant in my family. and I don't have any of those issues because I still have a level of, level of discipline and adherence that I stick to with tracking my nutrition. And so okay. I try to do the same with my clients as well.
0: So uh, for the audience as well that's hearing this for the first time, uh, if somebody is trying this flexible dieting, they they, they want to – begin to educate or have somebody help them get educated in what the macronutrients are in terms of sources and then be able to understand or if they understand that then they're able to uh, figure out what they can replace as long as they hit certain ratios am i hearing that correctly yeah so okay the the whole goal is that
1: you make sure like, based on your activity level there's a, a quite a few factors that go into figuring out exactly How many grams of protein, carbs, fat, as well as making sure you get enough micronutrients and enough fiber in your diet every single day, that's all based on a person individually. Once that's Mm -hmm. figured out, as long as they come closer to hitting those numbers on a consistent basis, this can set you up for success with as much flexibility with your nutrition. Now, obviously, there's going to be some people that listen to this or people out there who just like to clean eat. That's still fitting your macros because whether you're clean eating or flexible dieting, you still have to get a certain amount of grams of carbs, proteins, and fats in regardless of how you choose to eat. So it fits your macros or tracking your nutrition it can work for anyone. It just depends on how you choose to get there. And some people will say, hey, well, there's clean carbs or there's dirty carbs. I personally don't see that. It's changed my scope of what I think about food. I don't do bad carbs or good carbs. They're just carbs because at the end of the day, they're all four calories per gram.
0: Got gotcha. really
1: So how it, And it it's changed my mental you know, I've from working out for twenty five years, Gary, well of forty now, so since I was thirteen, twenty seven years <laughs> doing some math there. Um, <laughs> I was just like everyone else. You know, when I would eat, you know, I love donuts. When I would eat two or three donuts, I feel so bad and beat myself up about it. like, what are you doing? You know how much work. Now if I want a donut, I just make it fit my macronutrients. Now I don't sit around eating them on a regular basis, but I don't have these issues with food, and it doesn't doesn't stress me out. Or um, in terms of flexibility, some days I eat six times a day, on Tuesdays and Thursdays or Saturdays when I'm on the track running sprints. Sometimes it's only three or four times a day because I don't eat first thing in the morning. It's allowed me to be more flexible and not so stressed out about eating and meal timing. I eat whenever I'm hungry. It's the bonus okay. Of- That I followed before and because I didn't know any better I hadn't done any research I wasn't willing to open my mind to change and this allowed me to change a lot of things about how I do with my nutrition
0: and I'm still getting the results that I want so you're saying that somebody who absolutely has a kind of food that they feel as though um, they cannot give up, or if they give up, they just completely binge on it later, like ice cream or candy bars or uh, you know something like, you know that's very sugary, which is really common? Uh, are you saying that they could actually as long as they figured out the proportions for the day, they could still have something like that either on a weekly or daily basis? Oh, definitely. I mean,
1: all that being said, as long as your health allows you to do that. I would definitely not, not recommend okay. someone who has <laughs> diabetes to be sitting around cramming their face with sugar. But what I'm saying <laughs> no. is, if you have, you have to still have a level of discipline and adherence to the plan. And this is the okay. argument I've gotten through with people before. They go, "Well, <laughs> some people just binge." Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Chances are, if you're going to binge with flexible dieting, you're going to binge with any type of diet. That's just the fact of the matter. That's mm. You'll, you'll binge on any type of plan. But what I feel this allows you to do is there's something that you like. As long as you can do it in moderation and make it fit your nutrition, I would rather be able to have something still fit in my plan than have to go without because typically when we go without, when people get it, what do they do? They overindulge on it. Mm-hmm. That's with most people. I mean, you look at competitors. Fitness competitors are notorious for this. Coaches will mm-hmm. take a lot of things away from them. Or they have to take it away from themselves because they don't have the discipline to have it around. Yet, the minute their shows are over, they're binging on almond butter or cookies or pizza or whatever, and they go overboard, which can mess up your metabolism because, number one, you've cut your calories so low, and you're throwing Mm -hmm. all these things back in, and you can't stop it, and then they'll gain 20 pounds in two weeks. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's notorious, and you can mess up your metabolism. And in my opinion, I'd rather still be able to make almond butter fit into my nutrition plan when I'm cutting instead of cutting it all the way out and then overindulging on it for two weeks or three weeks, however long that you fall off that wagon after your show is over, after your cut, or after you've met your weight loss goal. How about just create a lifestyle that you can maintain on a consistent basis and still do things with a level of discipline and adherence so you're hitting your macronutrients? So for me, it's, uh-huh. been, it's been one of the best things I've learned to do with my nutrition because. Nothing's off limits. I just have to have discipline.
0: That's what it really and truly boils down to. So, depending on individual need, and also possibly some kind of conditions such as diabetes or um, um, sickle cell, things of that nature. Uh, yeah. Generally, you know, metabolic speaking, issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, generally speaking, okay. the thing that just caught caught my attention, what you said, is that somebody, whether they be an athlete or like a fitness competitor where we're dieting or even that could be with wrestlers, uh, the collegiate variety or the high school variety uh, where, you know, there is a weight restriction of some kind. uh, You're saying yeah. that if they educate and they follow the disciplines, they can eat not necessarily everything, but things that they still like that will allow them to stick with the program, so to speak. And it sounds like there's a lot of variety, so they can eat this way. They basically have learned how to um, create a menu based on their needs um, for them individually. Would that be the ultimate goal?
1: Okay. Exactly. So it's creating something that creates your lifestyle and how you like to eat with a level of discipline and also choosing that if you, on a day that I choose to have four donuts. That's a lot of carbs and fat. That's a sacrifice mm-hmm. I have to make because if I have those four donuts with the amount of carbs and fats that may be in them, that's going to take away from other carbohydrates and fats that I may have in my diet. So, if I'm eating more fat out of those donuts, chances are I'm going to be consuming more protein that's lower in fat. So that's not a likely chance of red meat or turkey, ground turkey, stuff like that. That's a choice and a sacrifice you have to be willing to make, but it can be done cuz A lot of people flexible diet and it works for them. A lot of people flexible diet and it doesn't work for them. So there has to be a level of discipline and sacrifice for whatever it is you're choosing to do, yet you don't have to go without. And that's what I love about it fits your macros. It can be as clean as possible as you want it, or you can treat yourself every day or every two or three days or once a week and still not have these issues with food and feel that Mm -hmm. you can't get the results that you want regardless of whatever your goals are. I've done it with myself. I've done it with my fitness competitors. Um, my 16, well, 17 year old nephew now. He's a wrestler and a football player, and he flexible diets and he keeps his weight. And mind you, he's just in high school, and you know, we, you mm-hmm. know, kids probably struggle with being more disciplined, but he does it. And he's 17, and he's been taught how to track his nutrition since he was 12. Um, I have doctors. I have, you know, my clients who are stay-at-home moms. It's just learning. And understanding what you like to consume on a regular basis and making that fit with a level of discipline, some adherence to the plan. And obviously, if you overindulge, there has to be some sacrifice.
0: Pretty pretty straightforward. I I don't think it's um, been explained. (laughs) I I wish this was explained more, but we know there's some commercial issues out there in terms of, you know, diets are a big industry. So we're we're not going to get into that too much. We're just talking (laughs) about… We're just talking about this where we feel something can actually be uh, utilized for basically the rest of their life if they'll adhere to it because it sounds like nothing is off the menu, um, you know, pending some kind of condition. Uh, so this would almost seem to be the best choice if they're willing to put in the work uh, to discipline themselves here or there.
1: I I totally agree. Um, there's really no no foods personally like myself nothing off-limit. I really and truly tried it. I'll be honest with you, though, Gary. It's probably helped me out in terms of having more variety with fruits and vegetables. Um, Before, with the knowledge that I had, I didn't really eat fruit because I was worried about the sugars from fruit and was, like, simple to think, well, if I want sugar, I'll just eat ice cream, cake, or something like that, whereas Mm -hmm. now I have a much more wide variety of nutrition because I'm always looking for things to continue to keep my palate you know open so i can try things so if you're willing to to put in the time and have some discipline i believe this can work for most people the pushback okay. i get from people who say it is like well this won't work for me is they they struggle with the amount of level of discipline on a regular basis to not overindulge and in my opinion after 15 years of doing this and god willing i do this another 15 20 years um those people will probably struggle with most nutrition plans to begin with. I'm just mm-hmm. be flat on it.
0: I'm mean, going okay. to
1: say about like that, but it's it's probably the truth. If 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 you can't be around something without overindulging on it, then chances are it doesn't matter the plan that you follow, but it's probably going to be an issue with nutrition or food. I guarantee you. Mm. And I've dealt with that okay. as a trainer as well.
0: And that sounds more like a psychological block uh, of some kind you know we we really exactly. don't know what's going on outside the, the gym or exactly. outside the session yeah you don't know what
1: someone <laughs> has going on behind once they leave that gym but chances are if you struggle or you have a hard time being around things but you have serious health and fitness goals and you don't realize that that can derail you there's something else going on mentally psychologically that's holding you back to break that barrier to get through so I believe flexible dieting or it fits your macros, however clean or however many little choices you want to give yourself a week, you choose to make it can work for most people because most meal plans, regardless if people if trainers ever tell you the amount of calories or the macros that you're consuming, if it's a meal plan based off of sixteen hundred calories, somewhere somebody whoever wrote up that plan knows how many grams of carbs, proteins and fats you're supposed to be taking in. Or if you're just consuming, which is the fad diet that's been going on for your twelve hundred calories. (laughs) When people when people say I say 1200 calories of what? How many grams of carbs? How many grams of protein? How many grams of fat? Well, I don't know. So then, how can you call that a good plan? Because those things you need to know to help you reach your goals. And then how did you how did you figure out 1200? I I mean, where'd you get this random number from? (laughs) Because your girlfriend does it, or this person (laughs) does it. I mean, I think people really don't understand how important it is to have a new nutrition and macronutrients that are set for your personal goals, not everyone else. So
0: gotcha. you know, I think it's
1: very important that people understand that. Okay.
0: Now let's say if somebody is, has all in on this concept, um, I think we've, we've went through it uh, one time, but I just want to remind the audience as well as, okay, I'm ready to get started. I want to learn flexible dieting. Um, what can you recommend as far as resources to get started? Um
1: to do some research on who you plan on following or getting to help mm-hmm. coach you to reach this process. Um, I think that's very important. It, it is taking off. And so you'll find some people that are better than others. Um, I personally, when I started, I started following competitors or people in history who have PhDs who doing research and science on it. I figured, what better people to follow than those that are actually doing the research and studies with their clients or, you know, Labs on college campuses figuring out whether or not you know four ounces of rice is the same as four ounces of potatoes and the energy. Why not follow those types of people? Number one. Um, Number two, if hiring someone isn't really in your budget, just track your nutrition. There's a lot of apps on your phone that are free, just to see what you have going in your body on a regular basis. This can can be I. It could be eye opening for tons of people to see maybe how much fat they're consuming on a regular basis, or number one how inconsistent they are with their nutrition, two days on, a couple days off, a whole week bad, one week good, um two months good, then you fall off the wagon. This can show you trends of how you are and how you like to eat, and this can set you up for success, or it may be eye awaken to show you why you're failing and not reaching the results that you want, hmm. or you can contact someone like myself <laughs> who. Um, <laughs> Who does it? Um, and I would be gladly willing to help anyone. I know it can be seem daunting at first, but I really and truly believe if it's important enough to you, you'll take the time to educate yourself or help to be educated to learn how to do these things because the info is really and truly out there. It's just sometimes people need direction on how to
0: go about and understanding things. Okay. Now, what is – you in particular, what is your favorite app to do the tracking? I personally use MyFitnessPal.
1: That's the only nutrition app I've ever used. I'm really good at it. Um, I think it's very simple to use. Even in terms of looking up foods, last time I checked, they had over ten or 15,000 different foods off in there, restaurants. um, You can scan nutrition labels. You can create your own foods and track your macronutrients. So I feel it's very easy to use. It also gives you a breakdown of charts uh, or scales showing exactly where your macronutrients are for the day. If you upgrade to the premium package through MyFitnessPal, you can put your macronutrients up in there and it could help keep you on track and making sure you hit those every single day. But The biggest thing is it's a tracking tool. Um, 15 years ago when clients would come to me when I first became a trainer, I had to have them literally write everything down on paper and then go on a book and look it all up, very (laughs) time-consuming. Actually, now we have technology, whereas if my clients share their MyFitnessPal with me, I can be in my home, they can be in their home, or my online clients in different states, heck, even a person in people in different countries, I can look up on their food and see where they're struggling or where they are for the day. And so when clients come in and they say, hey, I've been struggling with my nutrition, hey, I already know because I've already seen it. And there's a level of accountability there because some of them know that I'm watching, so they're probably more prone <laughs> to do what they're supposed to. <laughs> that's good. That's
0: good. Yeah.
1: But, you know, you got to love technology, so I love my fitness style. I know there's others out there, but that's my personal favorite.
0: Okay. Well, you have definitely been extremely comprehensive, you know, and I know that everybody's not going to absorb exactly what macros are. And if people still don't know, we have been talking for this segment about fats, proteins and carbohydrates, and how they work. That's the whole point of, of macronutrients, and this flexible dieting, which sounds to be ideal if the individual is willing to put in the work. And if they're willing to put exactly. in the work, it almost sounds like a financial budget. I mean, it's almost the same skills, it seems like. Exactly. So, exactly. To me, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. yeah if you're just yeah. to put in a little bit
1: of time, and if, like me, like most people, I like to eat. So, um, I love fitness. <laughs> I love being fit. I love being healthy, but This has taught me like, why does being healthy and fit have to be a struggle? Why does being healthy and fit have to be I can't have things? Well, we know with technology and science that we've come a long way compared to how they thought in the 80s and 90s. I mean, I'll be honest, when I even first heard about it, fit your macros, flexible diet, I was like, there's no way, there's no way, this is that's not possible. It wasn't until I did and I got the results, and I still currently follow people on social media that I see doing this every single day and I've had clients that get results and I'll be flat honest with you I had clients that didn't get results but the ones Mm -hmm. that didn't get results I'll be flat honest with you Gary they didn't trust the process or track their nutrition like they were supposed to and then when the truth came out many of them were overindulging on things they just chose not to put it into the app Mm -hmm. so that's going to set you up not to succeed so I think you can be very – Oh, I know you can get the results that you want and maintain a lifestyle because I've taught many, yet it does take some work, a level of discipline, and you, ask, you have to adhere to the plan. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about
0: it. Fantastic. Well, you've you definitely sold me. <laughs> that's, that's a wealth of wisdom, and, and I wanted to thank you for your time today. Um, everybody, if – Oh, no problem. Now, if somebody who is just completely enamored, but why they've just heard, and like, I want to work with him, how can they get a hold of you personally if your schedule allows for it?
1: Okay. Um. Well, I can be found on um, Facebook at Byron Ross, B-Y-R-O-N, last name Ross, R-O-S-S, um, as well as B-Fit Training, B-F-I-T Training on Facebook. My Instagram is at um, 702 fit, and those are the ways that I can be reached. Or as well, if you um, prefer email, um, kind of old school, so I've had this email address forever, um, BYRO25 at com, and that's how I can be reached.
0: Fantastic. I'm sold, and I hope everybody has enjoyed this first episode of Dedication to Improvement. Reminding everybody who is listening that perfection is a myth, but improvement is reality. Thank you for your time today, and thank you to my guest Byron Ross out of Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thank you, Gary.